بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على سيدنا ونبينا أبي القاسم المصطفى محمد وآله الطيبين الطاهرين لا سيما بقية الله في العربين أجل الله تعالى فرده الشريف وجعلنا من أعوانه وأنصاره اللهم أخرجني من ظلمات الوحي وأكرمني بنور الفهم اللهم افتح علينا أبواب رحمتك وانشر علينا فضاء من أولونك برحمتك يا أرخم الراخم This is our last session on lessons on Islamic beliefs and because we have to finish tonight so I, I don't have time to start with the hadith as we normally used to do. We have a remaining part from lesson four on Imama. It's about Imama in hadith. We have also lesson five on resurrection. So inshallah we have to finish both tonight. Inshallah. Uh, we already referred to some of the verses in Imama in the Quran. Now we go to the hadith. A very famous hadith as you are all familiar is hadith of Ghadir. And this is the hadith that is mutawatir indal fariqain. So first of all it is mutawatir, secondly it is mutawatir for both Sunni and Shia. What does it mean mutawatir? Sometimes a hadith has been narrated by maybe one person or maybe few person people but finally from one person whenever you have a chain of narrators the strength of the chain depends on the weakest point you understand because if you have lots of good people but one person in the chain is weak the whole chain becomes weak you cannot say look there are 10 people nine of them are very good so 90% is good no if one person is a problem it's 100% problem because the chain can only be functioning if all the people who have occurred in the chain are reliable this is Something I think understandable. You know, for example, if you have a chain, uh, you want to uh, carry something with this chain, or for example, you want to lift something. All those parts have to be strong. If one is not strong, all the chain is not reliable. So, if you have, for example, few people who have narrated from few people and then few people from few people up to the end is always few so we call this hadith Mustafid Mustafid means is 
narrated by many people. But the highest is mutawatir. It means that in every generation, so many people have narrated this hadith that leaves no chance for doubting authenticity or accuracy of this hadith. The first generation, many. Second generation, many. Third, many. So, this leaves no chance of any doubt. For example, even today, how many of you have been to North Pole, for example? I don't think anyone has been there. But we have heard it from so many people that we have, we have no doubt. It's not that one person told many and then those many told many. No. In all generations, many have said this. So we accept it. So, Hadith of Ghadir is a Hadith that from the time of the Prophet, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, till these collections of hadiths are, you know, spread. Always we have many, many people who have narrated this hadith in Sunni circles and in Shia circles. So it's mutawatir bainal fariqan. It's very important. If anyone wants to know more, so they can refer to Al-Ghadir, 11 volumes by Allama Amini Rahmatullah Alayhi or Abaqatul Anwar by Mir Hamid Hussain Hindi which is an encyclopedia about the Hadith of Ghadir and its um, chains and its reflection in Islamic literature. The only thing that is different between Sunni and Shia here is not the authenticity of Hadith, it's the interpretation of Hadith. So, Rasulullah sallallahu said, Man kuntu mawlah fahadha abiyyun mawlah. Of course, after asking people Referring to the verse in the Quran which says The Prophet has more authority over the believers than the believers have over themselves. Then he said, do I have more authority over you? Then he said, whoever I was his mawla, Ali is mawla. So what does mawla mean? Here there is a difference of opinion between Shia and Sunni. Muslims. Our Sunni brothers normally say Mawla means friend. Shia say Mawla means someone who has authority, guardian, master. So we discuss this in two levels. Of course we have to be very brief uh, because we have many things to cover tonight. We say okay, suppose this means friend. But this must be a special friendship. Otherwise, all believers are friends. This must be a special friendship. That Rasulullah, in that final Hajj, in Hajjatul Wada, his farewell pilgrimage, on the way back, stops 
believers and ask those who have gone further to come back and wait for other people to join. So under heat of sun, he stops tens of thousands of people and then asks to make something like a member for him. And then he says, everyone that I am going soon departing from this world, and then he says, whoever I was, his friend, Ali is his friend. And then he asked them to pay allegiance for friendship. Okay, suppose this is correct. This must be very special friendship then. This shows that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, according to this interpretation, must have been very worried that people would not treat Ali afterwards as a good friend. People may betray him, people may annoy him, people may hurt him. If, if this is the meaning of friendship, so it must be that Rasulullah was very worried about even the basic rights of friendship to be observed for Ali. This is the only way we can make sense of this. And actually, we see even basic friendship was not observed for Ali and his family. So, even if we interpret it in this way, Muslims after the Prophet should really regret in the way they treated Ali. They didn't even treat him as a friend. Forget, you know, master or leader. So, even with this, I don't think anyone can you know, really asleep over this hadith. This hadith makes you sleepless, even if in this interpretation. But we say, Mawla here means more than friend. Mawla is the one who has wilaya, has authority. That wali is not friend. It's not that your friend is only Allah and the Prophet and the believers who give zakat, give alms when they are in rukud. Because after that says, These are people who make an organized party and Wali is the leader of this party and the fact that Rasulullah asked them to pay allegiance to give bay'ah shows that this is leadership and as has been narrated the first the second caliph were among the people who first gave bay'ah to Amir al-Mu'maneen and the second caliph said he congratulated Imam Ali and said, you have become my master. And of course, I think people should be congratulated that Ali is their master. So then we mentioned other hadith. We have to be brief. So I just go to the next hadith. We have a series of hadith in Sunni sources that 
Prophet mentioned there would be 12 Amir in some versions, Khalifa in other versions. And these, these are very important. For example, if you look at the footnote, I have also given you the Arabic version. In Sahih of Bukhari, you know, our Sunni brothers have six Sahih. They call it Sahau Setta. means six all authentic books. Sahih is a book which is all authentic. We Shia, we don't have Sahih. For us, only Quran is all authentic. Even a book like Kafi, we say we have to investigate. Hadith by Hadith. Apart from maybe Akhbariyun who believe that Qutub Arba are all authentic. But the main view among the Shia is that no book of Hadith is Sahih. We investigate one by one. Okay? But they say six collections of Hadith are Sahih. But then there are differences between them. So they say among these six, two are stronger. So that's Sahih Muslim and Sahih Bukhari. Then Sunan Ibn Majah, Sunan Ibn Dawood, Nisa'i, Tirmizi, those four come second. So six are Sahih, but some seem to be more Sahih because the other four, there are some questions sometimes. And even among these Muslim and Bukhari, some you know prefer Bukhari, some prefer Muslim. Anyway, in Sahih Bukhari, which is one of the at least two most strongest, or the most strongest, if you believe Bukhari is the most strongest. You have this hadith. Jabir ibn Samura says, Sami'tun Nabi, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, because they don't say wa alayhi. يقول يكون إثنا عشر أميرا there would be twelve أمير means twelve people who would have you know leadership أمارة أمارة means leadership then the narrator says فقال كلمة لم أسمعها رسول الله said something that I didn't hear the narrator is Jabir ibn Samura. So his father Samura was also there. He says, فَقَالَ أَبِي إِنَّهُ غَارْ كُلُّهُمْ مِنْ قُرَيْشِ All these twelve are from Quraysh. The same hadith can be found in Sahih of Muslim also. With more details. Jabir ibn Samura قال دخلت مع أبي على النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم With my father I visit, visited the Prophet فسمعته يقول I heard Prophet saying إن هذا الأمر لا ينقضي حتى يمضي فيهم اثنا عشر خليفة This affair it seems it refers to Islam. Islam will not come to an end unless there would be 12 successors 
after me there will be two of successor khalifa me successor qala thumma takallama bi kalamin khafiya alayya jabir ibn samura said the prophet said something that was hidden from me i couldn't understand faqultu la abi ma qala i told my father what did the prophet say he said the prophet said kulluhum min quraish all of them are from quraish perhaps the prophet when he wanted to say all of them are from quraish lowered his voice this is why he couldn't hear perhaps okay and there are many hadiths like this our sunni brothers scholars they have tried to come up with a list of 12 people that come after the prophet and as long as they are there because i didn't mention all the versions of it some of them islam would be aziz islam would be mani islam has dignity islam has uh, strength till these 12 are there So they have tried to come up with a list of 12 leaders or successors after prophets. But then the difficulty is if you start from the first caliph up to the 12th then there are two problems. First among these people you have someone like Yazid like hajjaj you know how you are going to say these two are the people with whom islam is aziz islam is you know strong islam is dignified and also what is the difference between some of these two and some people who come after them actually after that we have some people who are greater than some of these two yeah then some people have said no we pick up and choose so we accept the force the first four caliphs then we accept imam hasan then they say muawiyah then with yazid they are divided then you know they pick up some people but then it's very difficult how you want to select 12 people from all these people who came after rasulullah and as i say it's very difficult to say then what is the difference between these 12 people and other people but the shia have very clear interpretation we say these shia these are 12 are imams of the shia and these are the people that all of them are from quraish and all of them are securing the dignity and honor of islam and ummah another set of hadith is the famous hadith of thaqlain in different books in different versions the same fact has been said For example in the footnote you have from Sahih of Muslim This is Sahih of Muslim one of those six Sahih Qama Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam yawman fina khatiban bima'in yud'a khumman bayna Makkah wal Madina He says one day Rasulullah stood among us speaking to us near a water you know oasis called Khum between Mecca and Medina. He praised God and then he preached and then he said Amma ba'd ala ayyuhan nas 
So it seems that this was even said in the same day of Qadir. فَإِنَّمَا أَنَا بَشَرٌ يُوشَكُ أَنْ يَأْتِيَ رَسُولُ رَبِّي فَأُجِيبَ I am a human being and it's near that the messenger of my Lord, which is the angel of death, would come to me and I would accept. So he would come to me to ask me to depart from this world and I would accept. I will leave among you two weighty or two precious things. The first two things that I leave behind is the book of Allah in which there is guidance and light. Hold on to the book of Allah, grasp it. Then he emphasized on the necessity of holding onto the Quran. Then he said, and my household. But when he came to the household, the way he emphasized is different. Rasulullah had worries about both of them, the way Muslims are going to treat both Quran and Sunnah. His worry for the Quran was that they may not practice the Quran. They may not give enough attention to the Quran. But when it comes to his Ahlul Bayt, his worry is different. He said three times, I remind you of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the way you treat my family. Perhaps he was seeing the way they treat Ali and Fatima and Hassan and Hussein after him. He was seeing that. So three times he said, Observe Allah, remember Allah in the way you treat them. Okay, so this is very clear that Ummah had to refer to Ahlul Bayt after the Prophet and whether we, you know, for example, accept the political leadership of Ahlul Bayt or not, that's another issue. But at least for understanding Islam to be saved from going astray, everyone should go to the Quran and Ahlul Bayt. This is the authority of Ahlul Bayt in presenting Islam. So in Sunan of Tirmidhi, another Sahah, Qala Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Inni tarakun fikum, ma in tamassaktum bihi lan tadhillu ba'di. I leave among you Things that as long as you hold on to them and grasp them, you will never go astray after me. One of them is greater than the other. Kitabullah, the book of Allah, which is a rope extended from sky to the earth. This sentence is very important. And in some lectures on the Quran, I have explained what does it mean, the rope extended from the sky to the earth. Just very briefly, 
When you want to rescue people who are in fire in a building and you go with a helicopter and send, for example, ladder or rope to them, how do you send this ladder or rope to rescue them? You don't send it down with both sides. You hold on one side and release the other side so that they can hold onto it and climb and rise. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has not sent the Quran down to us by Quran departing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's a rope. One side is held by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The other side is made available to us. We have to hold on to it and rise towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is why on the day of judgment, when people go to heaven, they would be said, Depending on how much you can recite from the Quran, not by memory, no, by looking at your reality, how much you can show and reflect the Quran, you will go higher. The number of the ranks of heaven are equal to the numbers of the verses of the Quran. So, how much you have acted upon the Quran, that would be your position in the heaven. So, this is a very important concept. Uh, you can refer to the lectures on understanding the Quran. I have explained this there. وَعِطْرَةِ أَهْلَ بَيْتِي and my household They will never separate each other Quran and my Ahlul Bayt never separate each other till they come to me near fountain Kothar Be careful about the way you treat them after me how are you going to treat them after me? And we have also in Kanzul Oman and other places. So if we reflect on these hadith, of, you know, versions of hadith Saqalain, we realize that from the time of the Prophet wasallam till end of the world, people would have access to the Quran and they would have access to Ahlul Bayt. So, as a gift, they have these two gifts. Now it's up to them. Are they going to appreciate and hold on to both of them so that they would not go astray or they are not going to hold on both of them? Rasulullah said, if you hold on both of them, you can never go wrong. You will never go astray. Quran is the rope extended from the heaven to the earth and Imam is the connection that connects earth to the heaven. So we have two connections. One connects earth to the heaven, the other connects heaven to the earth. Someone from us who connects us to heaven and something from God that connects heaven to us. Quran is from God, connects heaven to us. Imam is a human being that connects us to 
heaven. If you hold on these two, even if you are not very intelligent person, you cannot go wrong. But if you are thinking you are very clever, you understand, you know your way, you don't need Quran, you don't need Ahlul Bayt, or one of them is enough, then you may go astray. We need both of them. We cannot say we only need Quran, Hasbuna Kitabullah, no. We cannot say we only need Ahlul Bayt, we need both. Anyone who understands Quran in the way which doesn't need Ahlul Bayt or understand Ahlul Bayt without Quran has misunderstood both of them. These two can never be in any way separated from each other. If you have Quran in a real sense, you have Ahlul Bayt. If you have Ahlul Bayt, you have Quran. So, we have to go to both for seeking guidance. And this also shows that Ahlul Bayt must be infallible. Because if they never separate the Quran, Quran never separates from them, it means that there must be 100% similarity in the message that you take from them. If Ahlul Bayt were going to make mistakes, then you could not say, you know, they will never, you know, separate from each other. Or you have to hold on to both of them. There is no way that they may disagree with the Quran. Our Sunni brothers, as I said, in the Seha, in other books, they have this Hadith Saqalayn, exactly as we said. They have another version that we don't have. And that is Kitab Allah wa Sunnati. Instead of Kitab Allah wa Itrati, there is also Kitab Allah wa Sunnati. Okay, this is not narrated by Fariqain, by Sunni and Shia. It's only available in some Sunni sources. But again, we say even if we accept that this was said by the Prophet, we say, okay, imagine, suppose that this was said by the Prophet. So this means that on many occasions, narrated by all Muslims, Sunni Shia, Rasulullah said, Kitab Allah wa Itrati. And for the sake of argument, we say, suppose that Rasulullah said, Kitab Allah wa Sunnati. Rasulullah would not contradict himself. So, if he said sometimes Kitab Allah wa Itrati, sometimes Kitab Allah wa Sunnati, these two must match. So, Kitab Allah is the same, so Sunnati wa Itrati must match. This means that if you want my Sunnah, you have to go to my Itra. No one can separate Sunnah from Itra. We were saying no one can separate Quran from Ahlul Bayt. You helped us to say no one can separate Sunnah from Ahlul Bayt, which is true. Because Ahlul Bayt adra bima fil Bayt. Those who are inside the family, they know better what happens in that family. Who better knows the Sunnah of the Prophet than Imam Ali and Lady Fatima? So we don't have any problem with accepting that version as well. Although it's not for us possible to verify it, but we can accept it for the sake of unity. So, Alhamdulillah, we finish the unit on Imama, and after break, inshallah, we go to the last unit, inshallah. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alam.